and we are recording. So welcome everyone to podcast number two. Number two. Number two. And in this podcast, we're going to discuss the topic, one of the topics that we brought up in the last podcast, which was manifestation. Right. Right. What are some of the things we we should talk about concerning manifestation? Um, what manifestation entails, who can manifest, um, can we manifest good or bad? Um, how quickly does manifestation occur? Those are just some of the things off the top of my head. How quickly? Um, so let's let's define it then. Um, what what comes to your mind first when you think when you hear the word manifestation? Action. The action. And the dictionary definition of the action of manifestation would sound like um, to cause to be obvious or, or to be seen um, to, to make apparent that, that would be the action of manifestation or uh, what well, actually the verb of manifestation to make apparent um, so verb indicating action so the other thing would be a noun though which would be like say a spirit uh, if a spirit became real, where we could see it in our realm, in our world, and it's called a manifestation. You know, now it's uh, because it's it's entered our world. But the first thing you think of when you think of manifestation, you think of is the actual action of the action. Me too. That's, that's yeah, the action that first. you you take, the energy that you put into something to bring it to come about. That's what I think of manifestation. Right. So it's not necessarily the the result, but more or less the process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things of, that um, someone who, a lay person who had no idea, they're just hearing about this concept for the first time, what would be some of the actions or part of the process of causing something to come, become real or manifested? Well, I think it all starts with... Um, a thought, a desire, something that you want because where peop most people desire things, whether it's um, clothing, whether it's money, um, just some of the basic things like that. Um, <clears throat> that's what I think. It's interesting that when you're saying that, I'm thinking about like desires, intense desires. But like like uh, Napoleon Hill said, uh, a definite chief aim. Um, what that has in common is that it, it's something you think about all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just really your most prevalent thought, your yeah, chief that's thought. Where you focus your your thoughts and your energy, and yeah. So manifested. So it's often we don't have to. We can, when we manifest something, it's not necessarily what we want. What we think about. It's, that's right. You know, and that's where manifesting good or bad comes into play. Um, what our reoccurring thoughts are is what we bring attention to, and what is what we bring about into our reality. <clears throat> so basically, if you want to get the, the things that manifest in your life right, you got to get your thinking right, really. You really, got to get your mind right. That's yeah. what it's all about. Your your mind and your heart. Everything needs to be aligned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Everything needs to be aligned right. if you want to manifest what's for your highest good. Right. Hey, but you will manifest what you, your highest thought. Right. And if you're thinking misery, what's you're thinking best? failure, Absolutely. you're thinking negative you're thoughts. Get that. Those are the things that you're going to see in your reality time and time again. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's easy to, to say, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to manifest this, but you know, we don't realize how many thoughts that we have a day and how many of those thoughts are constantly reoccurring over and over again, mm-hmm. especially the negative things, right. you know, which is normal. We're, we're human. It's normal to think negative thoughts, but it's, it's a practice to actually <clears throat> catch those thoughts transmute them into something positive you know it, it's it takes a, a person that's definitely self-aware self uh, self-limiting the beliefs mm-hmm. um, it, it, all those negative behaviors thoughts that we built up over a lifetime so we decided we want to manifest some some good things in our in our life yeah. we can't get past the, the stinking thinking right the old thinking. Or we can't get past what we see in our reality mm-hmm. that's negative. Right. Right. We can't we can't focus on anything but that. And just because something's your reality right in front of you or that's living with you that you experience every day doesn't mean that you can't change your thought and how you perceive that negativity. If you we always get input or hear Hear things like you know, um, you know, you got to stay grounded, and and and, um, and the reality of the situation is, you know, this <laughs> is the is. reality of it yeah. right here. So I know that's what you want, mm-hmm. and that's great, but this is what it is. This is how it is, you know. And then some people would go even further to saying this is how it's gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's it's a lot it to is override. What it is. Yeah. yeah, and it it's you can accept that. But I think in your own mind, you can choose to perceive differently. And you can choose to look at it how you would like it to be. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a part of the spark of manifesting change. In in essence, in order to begin manifesting the changes that you want in your life, you have to become that person who can think for themselves, uh, see things for themselves. have their own own path, their own desire, and not attached to someone else. Because as long as that's the case, they're telling you what to think. Right. They're, they're telling you how to be. They're telling you what really is. And you can either take their word for it, or you can make a decision to change things mm-hmm. to where you want them to be. Absolutely. And I attest to that because this year was, this year, 2018, starting in January was actually a journey of self-mastery for me Mm -hmm. and that's one thing and I think I told you before that's one thing that I've worked on all year is improving upon myself right um, self-mastery and it started with the desire to improve me because I knew I couldn't control anybody else but if I changed me Mm -hmm. and changed how I felt how I looked at things um that I knew my surroundings would change accordingly. So I truly feel like I've been a a student of of manifestation this year. Um, 
And, and I put the work in. I would say change, you know, change defined is, is, is going from one state to another. So there's, there's a beginning, and then there's an end or an outcome that we want to achieve through the change. So I think acceptance, as a matter of fact, I don't think I know that acceptance is uh, is a huge part of that. People tell you, well, you don't have to accept that, you know, this, and you don't have to accept that. And that's true, but then again, it, it's misleading as well. Because in order for us to execute a change, to go from one thing to another, we need to know where we're going, what we're going from, mm -hmm. and accept that that is the case. This is what's going on. If I'm overweight, I have to accept that I'm overweight. Yeah. If 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 I if I don't know information that I need to know for a test, I need to accept that I don't know this information. Yeah. And that's a starting point. But we definitely don't have to accept that this is the way it has to stay. Right. That's just the point from which we initiate our change. Exactly. And we start moving forward. So. I think acceptance is a huge part of that. Actually looking around and seeing things for what it is. Yeah, this or what. Right. You know, but not just on the surface. Mm -hmm. Not just from one aspect. You know, really understanding you know, that quote unquote reality. Mm -hmm. um, asking questions. Why? Yeah. Because what and what did I do? What's my part in this? Right. Because things don't just happen, you know, um, Without our input, they don't just happen to you, right? Not yeah. all the time. Right. Oh, <laughs> I, I guess we can we can choose that. Yeah, <laughs> we want to to not even play a, a role or have a decision making authority in our own life. But you're still playing a role in that. Yeah, you're choosing not to. <laughs> well, that's a choice too. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a so choice you're still too. Choosing. Yeah, so you're choosing to have less of an mm -hmm. impact on your own life. Right. Um, allowing somebody else to take control that's that balance thing because because that itself is a huge choice so you just made a really big choice to minimize your power <laughs> you know so, huge. so it looks so like you, you're in, in in that case you can't complain no about the outcome no it's like you're taking the easy way out yeah but that's a big it's decision. not easy though that's the harder way out actually <laughs> right because right. when the crap hits the fan and you don't have the things that you want in life or you're you're experiencing things that just don't feel good, mm -hmm. then you can't complain about that because you chose to take a backseat. Sure. And not take control responsibility, take responsibility for the outcomes, good or bad. But um, I'd like to know, um, as far as manifestation, what kind of things have you been able to manifest? You know, actively like this year, do you feel like you have taken steps to actively co-create with the universe I to do. make some things I do. come that, to fruition? That's a very interesting question. Um, I thought about that recently, and it's, it's kind of weird that for me things will happen. And it's almost as if I I planned it that way, mm -hmm. but I didn't on a conscious level. Right. You know, somewhere in the past, I said these are the things I want. I want to be uh, independent for one, and might as well just go ahead and speak on that. The independence part, I, 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 independent, that necessarily mean disconnected. Mm -hmm. It just it just means to have a a, a certain level of control beyond you. Know, 
what I consider the norm. Um, to not need to not need certain elements as much. Uh, one of those being authority, different di- different authority figures, or having more control. And that's what I was going to ask of you. My own outcome. Independence. Right. Are we talking about career? Are we talking about personal life we're, relationships? We're, we're talking about all of it. Okay. We're talking about all of it. To me, it's a package deal. Um, it's a package deal because if you if, if you you can thrive in one area and have very low locus of control in another area, mm-hmm. and to me that's not success. That's, you're not living a successful life. Um, it's just that some people have strength, different strengths and different weaknesses. Right. So you excel in this one area, and and it, it's funny how people excel in one area and then they look at other people who haven't excelled in that area as if they're less than them. Mm-hmm. But that that other person is excelling. You know, tremendously in a different area that this person has very low achievement in. Like, say, personal relationships. This guy, this person might be doing great in, in business, in the business world, but they can't maintain personal relationships. They don't, they, they don't even know the basics how to treat somebody on a personal level. Um, that, to me, they're not successful. So part of that was me wanting to achieve success through, um, one, becoming more independent and having more control over certain things. Um, and two, becoming more knowledgeable in certain areas, learning more, mm-hmm. uh, the things that would grant me my independence. You know, it's just kind of like a, like a, like with a job. If you have a certain skill set for that job, um, your independence level is really actually low because without them, you have a, a tough time making the ends meet. You have a mm-hmm. tough time earning an income. So in my mind, it, all of that was putting together things that would put me in a position where I could thrive without being dependent on one specific organization or entity to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as the manifestation aspect of it goes, is that with that goal in mind, knowing that there's some things that I need to do and some things that I need to learn, some things I need to improve at, and also some decisions that I need to make as far as taking back control of my life, whether it, whether the outcome is success or failure, you know, which is a scary thing. Um, I look up and I find that certain things happen, or they didn't just happen to me. I consciously executed certain things in the past that have placed me in a position, um, an advantageous position now to move forward on that. And it all seemed disconnected at one point, you know, but having a thought in my mind of this is the image that, this is what I wanted to create, this is what I wanted. Give me an example. Um, what, like for what example in your life? As far as okay, take um, take take career mm-hmm. career wise. I um, and it, and it was kind of a roundabout way that I came to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, one of the primary interests for me is real estate investing. Right. Which is you know it, it's it, it's a lot of different aspects of it, different facets of it, but as a whole, real estate investment, acquiring properties uh, in, a, in a profitable manner, either to rent them, to um, to sell them, uh, to assign them to another buyer, you know. Um, but the way that I got there was through, I want to say, trial and error mm-hmm. and desire. There were so many different opportunities and uh, business models that I actually tried in route. 
but because I had an, an, a, a clear idea of the lifestyle that I want to live, not just the money that I want to make, but the lifestyle that I want to live, I effectively went through each phase, got what I needed, um, moved into the next phase, got what I needed from there, and my course just kind of dirt just kind of changed and directed. And now I find myself in a position where I'm primed to um, to build a successful business in a defined niche where I'm in control of my company, where I can, all the things that I wanted before, right. <laughs> I have them now. Uh, everything's in order now. I'll win, lose, or draw. You know, I'm finally in that place. Um, so that I've, I've manifested that. Uh, through focus, through desire, through uh, study, through uh, prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, just through through uh, so many different aspects of or, or, or techniques or parts of the process as far as manifesting things in your life. And that's where I'm at right now. So that's one thing is where I'm at uh, career-wise. You know, I'm exactly where I wanted to be for so long but just didn't know how to get here. Right. <laughs> there was no roadmap, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's almost you took the uh the long way. Well, I would say the intuitive route. I mean, you followed certain steps that were put in front of you at the time or, you know, little insights that you got like, hmm, this is interesting. I'm gonna check into that and mm -hmm. then things unfold and you you know, it, it's like each thing possessed some of what right what you I, needed to move you to the place that you needed to be. And a career was was one um, for me. You know, scary, definitely scary, but necessary. Did you want to dive into that a little bit, or tell the audience? Um, some of the things you experienced during your manifestation process? Um, you know, your career or yeah, I look at it as, as more of a, this is really where, where spirituality meets practicality because I, to sum it all up for me, it, is, it was, uh, I had to make a, make a change as far as mentally, spiritually. A decision had to be made. How long do you think that changed? Took. That was and the, the longest. That was the longest things. part of the process was making a decision yeah. um, and getting clear on right. exactly what you wanted. Right. You know, it, it's 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 interesting because I heard a story once before about um, a salesman who goes to this guy's house out in the country and he's going to sell him something. Let's say it's a life insurance policy, right? And he goes calling at the guy's house, and he shows up, and when he gets there, there's a dog laying on the porch. And the dog is, is crying. It's, it's kind of howling a little bit, you know, whimpering. And he makes a determination that the dog's not a threat. It's an older dog. Doesn't look too harmful, with the exception that he's crying. So he, he steps around the dog, and he goes knocks on the door. I said, door, an old, old farmer comes out. He says, how can I help you? He said, uh, well, you know, I had an appointment with you. I was just showing up to talk to you about some information about XYZ product. But just out of curiosity, 
you know, I I gotta ask. You know, this 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 dog here on the porch is just sitting there crying. It's like he's in pain. What what is what's going on with him? The, I mean, did you guys hear him or why is he crying? You know, and the old farmer said, Oh yeah, I heard him. He's been whining for a long time. He said, Well, what's wrong with him? He said, he's laying on a nail. <laughs> so he's, he says he's laying on a nail. <laughs> um, uh, how long has he been laying on it on, on the nail? You know, he's been laying on it for quite some time. He's been whining for for some days. And uh, you know, the salesperson says, you know, um, if that's the only thing that's wrong with you, know, I gotta ask you a question. Why? Why doesn't he just, um, you know, get up and move? And the farmer says. Because it don't hurt bad enough, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much sums it up. You know, we, we whine and we complain and we moan and we groan, but in the end, when we don't take action or we don't do anything about it, it's because it doesn't hurt bad enough. The pain's not great enough, so the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same. And that leads me to another question. You know, I noticed that um, change occurs for most of us when there's a tragic situation that we're thrust into, whether whether there's a, a situation that's emotionally um, toxic that we, you know, physically can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. It seems to force change and manifestation in critical moments like that. Mm -hmm. And and I, I often wonder why that is. Why are we as humans, why do we need to be pushed to a breaking point to finally step and make change or to, you know, follow through with some of the desires that we already two words. know we had. Two, yes. two words, comfort zone. Yeah. And that, that's, yeah. that's bigger than what we often give it credit for when we talk about your yeah. comfort zone. We say, oh, like somebody's afraid to jump out of an airplane because it's outside yeah. their comfort zone. But sometimes it's not that huge. It's, it's it's not that huge. It's in our everyday living, yeah. everything. Complacency. It, you right. know, it's comfortable. It's not bad enough. You know, oh, I can deal with this. Mm -hmm. And I can speak from my own experience. Um, as I spoke about before, my goal for this year was self-mastery. And that desire came about because of some of my personal situations that I was going through, whether it's, uh, well, one of them was relationship, one was, um, you know, career, and knowing that I wanted to improve, and also spiritually, mm -hmm. to grow spiritually and break out of this little cocoon that I was in, the safeness I wanted to be stronger, better, um, have a, a, a deeper connection with the divine. And that's what it took very toxic situations, very emotionally turbulent times for me to actually finally say, you know what, enough is enough. And I'm going to be me unapologetically. Mm. Regardless. Regardless of what people think. And that's, it forced me to act on my desires, uh, put faith in the universe. I got clear on what I wanted. I 
actually followed guidance that I did receive. Um, I worked on, I actively put in work. When I tell you, when I got intuition or intuitive hints about something that I needed to do, I acted on it. Mm -hmm. I didn't just go, oh, that would be nice. No, I literally acted on it. And I will say that I have come through a lot of things, not just on my own accord, but I do think, you know, with uh, (laughs) divine protection and guidance, I think I've gotten on the other side of some things because of that. And I've I've brought in or manifested those things because of how um, diligent I was at putting in the work and having faith that better days will come. So somebody asked, what, I mean, what does that work look like? Well, for me, it was more of um, working with my candles and praying Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was um, speaking with a woman that was in the same situation as me and telling my story, um, I feel like those things when you're led to do that, you're you're acting on guidance from above. I actively, but most of it was me doing my can, intentional candle work, setting clear, concise intentions. Um, to bring about the things that I want. I would literally focus on that. I would pray and basically believe that it would happen. Um, I also did journaling. Um, Yeah, and those things actually, they work. They, They take time, but they work. And I think I mentioned in a prior podcast that there are things that I did last year that I you know, intended to happen or I wanted to manifest and I all, I wrote them all down as goals or intentions. They did, it took it a year. These were big things. It took it a year to come about. And I would say nine times, nine out of 10 of those things did, did come about. Did come about. Yep. But it was, it was it intentional. Was not, it was intentional. It was clear. They were big, big things. Um, nothing that, you know, quick money or, you know, I need things like that. These were big things. Right. And it took it took about a year of consistent work, consistent thought, consistent focus on those desires. Mm-hmm. And they came. You had a definite chief aim. Yes. And you were specific. I was specific as hell. (laughs) You knew exactly what you you wanted. And and would you say that the things that that came about, did they all come about in exactly the way that you thought it would? No, absolutely not. I couldn't couldn't have in my wildest dreams come up with the outcome of Mm -hmm. how my intentions were delivered to me. Um, And that's that's the thing. I I feel like that's what another part of manifestation is that once you you're clear on your your desire your intent um you put the action steps into making those things work whether it's from guidance you get from god or your higher power or just knowledge that comes to you um you put action steps in you actually have to release it and allow the universe to do what it needs to do 
to work with. It has to match. It's a co-creating process. It mm-hmm. has to match up. You have to allow and have faith that, yes, it will happen. Because if you do have your negative thoughts, you know, circling around that, oh, this won't work, you're going to put roadblocks yourself into right. your own work. Right. I, I love the so, way that the, the, that transfers into you know, the here and now or the, mm-hmm. the reality, quote unquote, reality right. of the situation of what you're thinking. You're going to start taking actions uh, along that path, whether it's for your own good mm-hmm. or whether it's for to your own detriment. Yep. But you will start working. Sometimes we work against ourselves. We don't. do. We do. And it's natural. It's normal. So, and, you know, don't beat yourself up. If you do have negative thoughts, because that's that's human to doubt. Mm-hmm. But when you do doubt, just catch yourself and and remind yourself that you know what, I'm not gonna put that into my work. I'm not gonna put negativity into it. I'm gonna let that go because you know good things are you're, you deserve good things. You deserve good things. Often, a lot of the things that we consider negative are actually comfortable. So when we say bringing negativity into our life, what it is is we're striving toward the condition or state of being comfortable. Um, and that's just like comfort foods. They may not be the best for you, but they're comfortable. Because it's what you know. So we can, we can call that negative eating. That's, oh, he's, act, he's actively negative eating. No, it's not. You know, his 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 intention is not to harm himself. It's his lack of intention to do what's best for him or herself. So that's the opposite of it. Is that there's the intent, and then there's the lack of the intent. And but, you know, I don't. When I say negative, I don't mean mm-hmm. evil or good. I just mean what's disharmonious for what's for your highest. Not good. working to your benefit. Right. What is for your highest mm-hmm. good? It's discord, discordance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not aligned with what is best for you. It's not beneficial. Right. Right. And overall, that's. Right. That's a negative thing. Now, going back to the comfort zone, part of the house, because we're, we're human beings. We, we, yeah, we, we love. We, we, want, love, we don't want pain. We love routine. We love, you know, we're creatures of habit. So even if it's something that doesn't feel good, at least we know what to expect. Right. We know it doesn't feel good and we can deal with it. Right. We, we, <laughs> but we love, we love pain avoidance. Yeah. And, and that's comfortable. When we're not in pain, we're comfortable. So change often, there's pain that comes, that's associated with change. And if that pain is too great, then we avoid that pain. We stay where we're at and we remain comfortable. That hits our comfort zone. But what I want to ask is that when you consider comfort zones, and like in your situation, when you were looking to make these changes and manifest certain things in your life, you not only had to deal with your comfort zone or keep things are not being painful for you, but there's also the consideration of not wanting to create undue or unnecessary pain in other people's lives, but family members and whatnot, whether it's right or wrong, we often consider that into yeah. our own detriment. Right. And, but you, we've got to remember that we are here and we are only obligated to improve us. And when I, it takes me back to self-mastery. The reason why I focus on self-mastery this year is because 
I surrendered the ability. I knew that I couldn't change for anyone else but me. I couldn't change, you know, this person. I couldn't change what they did. But I had to surrender and I couldn't be obligated or feel obligation to, you know, how they felt about what I'm going to do because I knew I couldn't control what they they did or how they reacted. So I let go. I let go and just said, Let's bring it home, though. Um, here's an example. You have a woman who is being, say she's being beaten. Right. And and here's the thing. Nine times, 90 percent of the time, things are great, except for the 10 percent of the time when she's getting her behind whooped. Right. And but she's got kids. And say she 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 she. She has some doubts about her ability to survive in the world she, because Without of her skills. Her right. Because she say she's been a housewife for the last 10 years and she took herself out of that game, you know, um, she took herself out of that world, raising, taking care of her family. So now she could choose to do what's best for her and leave that situation. But what, what would you say to somebody who, in making that decision and who, working through that process, thinks about their children? They're going to have to give up things. They're gonna, their, their lives are going to be impacted. They may have to change schools. You know, um, you know especially like for people who are separated say their parents live in a different state say that's their base and they're going to go and, and and go back to their base i mean everything in their world would change everything in their kids world would change at what point does putting self first become the most important thing i think when a situation becomes so toxic that it could end the life mm -hmm harm physically, mentally, emotionally harm the people that are affected. I, I, that you have got some, not all decisions are easy. Mm -hmm. And people are resilient. Kids are resilient. Right. So we can put so much thought into every little detail and paralyze ourselves and stay in a toxic situation. That's not healthy. Because what's the end point? So my, there are one or two ways you can deal with that. A, a woman that's a house housewife, there are resources. There are places you can go, people you can talk to, places you can you can leave and places that'll take you and your kids in, even for a short time. There there are ways. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's all about choice. If you want change bad enough, then you'll do what it takes to keep you and your family alive. And the first step would be, even if it's just seeking more information. Even if it's seeking, that's why I say resources. There are resources out there. There are things and choices that you can make to to improve your situation. Um, and no, things don't have to happen like that all at once. But you can put steps, you know, one little step in front of the other, and you'll be amazed. Uh, with having a little faith, mm -hmm. um, which sounds cliche and sounds corny, but it's a key component to manifesting change and your, your desires. You know, when you said that, I thought about my upbringing 
And the, the time to put yourself first is probably most of the time, <laughs> if not all of the time, uh, to simplify it. Because if you can't, how are you going to take care of somebody else if Absolutely. you ain't right? You gotta, you gotta Absolutely. take care. Of number one, in order to put yourself in a position, That's or right. to be in a position to take care of others. Exactly. Now, we, we can talk of when, 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 when there's any. I think when there's any parting from that rule of thumb, it has to do with things that are really non-essential, not important. You know, uh, uh, opinion-based things. That's when we get into that realm. But as far as survival is concerned, and and mental health and yeah. spiritual health. You got to put yourself first, ninety-nine percent, if not hundred percent of the time. Exactly. I think about when I was my upbringing. When you asked, when you said that, I thought about growing up as a military brat, and my father had a job to do, and that was his that was his primary thing mm -hmm. to do that job, and that job required moving from place to place around the world. And it wasn't about, we, nobody cared what school we had. I had to leave and I had to make new friends and I had to, but guess what? I ate, I had clothes to wear, I had a place to stay. You're, you're, you're mentally, physically sound. That's it. I had what I needed. You know, <laughs> resilient kids, yeah. you know, kids make friends yeah. easier than adults do. That's right. So to say, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a way of talking yourself out of. That's right. And, and, and most important things that re you really need to do because you wouldn't even have the the inkling or the the insight to to want to change if mm -hmm. it wasn't something that's probably not meant for you necessary right. you know and the 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 the, uh, the the thing that i thought about you know was that everywhere i went my parents were there yeah. my siblings were there you know, I had the same brother, regardless of what state we were in, what country we were in. I had the same sisters, regardless of what country we went to. Exactly. My mom and dad were my mom and dad. And and outside mm -hmm. of that, I had to make new friends and meet new people. But guess what? In school, you change schools. It happens all the time anyway. We just don't think about it. You go to middle school to high school, you, you lose, you, you keep some friends, but a lot of them you go somewhere them. else. And that's it. It's just your circle of friends. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's part of life. That's part of life. Um, shift back to something you said earlier. So, um, okay. All right, and three, two more. This is the edit part. Okay, so. Change, you know, is it's, it's, it's constantly happening around us. It's going to happen regardless whether we we choose to participate or not. Things are going to happen, and the result of how we the choices that we make, the decisions that we make, the actions that we take is going to determine what manifests in our life. Um, that's basically what it comes down to: is when manifestation is is the 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 thoughts. Choices, decisions, and actions that we take. Um, but earlier you said something about toxic situations. That has a way of of uh, involuntarily exposing us to change. We have voluntary, which is the hard part. You know, you said, why does it take something to push us in order for us to start making changes? Because the involuntary part, we respond to that. I don't, I don't necessarily see it as 
you know, voluntary being hard. I think involuntary is actually hard. You think? Because what, and I've, I've preached this to my clients for the past few years, mm-hmm. that God or the universe gives you opportunities to make a change. And because of complacency or because, oh, it's not that bad, you talk yourself out of it. But you'll have a situation that, you know, may happen. It's just a little slap on the wrist and you go, oh, that didn't feel good. Not too bad, though. I'm going to keep moving in the same direction. And you may get another time and it starts to get worse. You know, something else happens to where you really need to make this change. The universe is telling you. And you still don't. Then another go around. That last thing is going to be catastrophic and it's going to force you to change. And usually that, no, that does not feel good. It could be something where you almost die. It can be a situation where, you know, you lose someone else. Just the universe gives you opportunities to change. And those other times, if you had done it, it would have been easier well i look at it and when i when i say easier harder i'm looking at it in terms of uh choosing to participate in your own rescue um it's 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 when when you have that choice because of our comfort zones and our desire to avoid pain Mm -hmm. it's actually more difficult to initiate that change to participate in our own rescue to make things have to take the necessary actions that we need to take it's but it's it's when that decisions made for us that we respond right yeah no matter what because it's going to happen regardless if you want it or not and in situations where it's it's (laughs) if this pertains to the same thing like say quitting a job leaving a job you have a thousand different reasons why you shouldn't leave that great secure job and you won't do it but now you get fired one day right and and, and then you go that's right then you go through it and then you, you secure another job or a career or a business or something else in a different direction. And then later on, you find yourself saying, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Or <laughs> you it know, turned out to be better, better. you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it ended up right. the best thing right. for me. Right. But it still doesn't feel good. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. Because it wants to be fired. Absolutely not. Your ego, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it, it's like well, a it's like a fight, like with yeah, a bully. It is. Life can be it like is. a bully sometimes. Situations can be like a bully, and if you have a choice between, you know, you see this bully picking on kids, mm-hmm. and you know that it's going to be your turn sooner or later. Why don't we all band together and and stand up against this bully? Why don't we, you know, why don't we stand and protect that other kid? In some situations, you know, you're like. Well, as long as you don't mess with me, <laughs> you know, I'm staying out of it. You know, I'm not involved. Until that day, you know, he comes out of nowhere and shoves you up against the locker. Now you're forcing to finger yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you might have never swung on him before. You never would have took that swing until you had to. And he put you in a position where you didn't have a choice and couldn't back out. You couldn't avoid it, you know. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, manifest manifestation can be great, and again, we can manifest good and bad um, with our thoughts, our repetitive thoughts. So try to focus. I would, I would challenge everyone to 
watch what you think. Mm. You know, if you are actively trying to manifest a certain intention, focus, watch the reoccurring thoughts that come through your head, especially if they're not in alignment with what you're desiring to come into your life. Stop it and focus on the good and know that you deserve whatever it is that you're intending. So that's that's one of the challenges that I would extend to our audience. Hmm. I think I think another huge one is to uh, look at what you're doing, not just what you're attending, but what are you what are you what are you actually doing? Your action steps. Right. You're in the physical, not in the mental. Your imagination or your you know your thoughts. Right. It has to be some type of consistency between Absolutely. Two. You got to put in the legwork. You don't, you can't say, I want a million dollars and focus on a million dollars and not go out and buy a lottery ticket or not go out and do the things that you need to do. Right. It's <laughs> like, that's like saying, I want a better out. job. Yeah. I, I want a different job. I want a different job, but you never looked in a classified, you never looked on a job site, you never asked somebody, say, hey, do you know anybody who's hiring? Or, right. you, you know, you, you yeah. never never leave the house other than you go to work and you give them everything you got and then you go home and you don't go out and you don't do anything and you don't you meet other people and you don't have those conversations. You know, are you really, is that really your intent to have a different job? Really? Or do you think that's, you're, you're you not. Think you think it's just going to land on your doorstep yeah. and it doesn't, it's co-creating. Right. You say being it's, intentional. Yes, it's co-creation. Um, you have to actively work with, you know. So being intentional, that's, that's some of the actions that you take as intentional. Mm -hmm. I went out yeah. to, a, to a function because I wanted to meet new people. You know, I might not, you know, I might, if I'm looking to meet a, a significant other, um, tired of being lonely. I'm, I, I may not say I'm going to meet my significant other at this party because that opens the door for you to, to pick the wrong Mr. Wrong because you intended on finding Mr. Right at that at that party, right. you know. But being intentional, going out and socializing, meeting people—that's how you create a network. Right. And you might meet Mr. Right through that network. You might have went to that party and meet. You might be a woman who goes to a party who meets another woman who becomes a great friend who happens to know somebody who's Mr. Right for you, right. and <laughs> because you chose to start taking actions that would would, would cause you to meet other people. Exactly. Expand your network. You know. Same thing for the job. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, my intention for today is to, I, I, I hope that everyone um, could understand somewhat how manifestation works um, and that you are manifesting all the time, whether you know it or not. It's just if, uh, you know, Starting off by focusing on your thoughts and, and making sure your thoughts are in alignment with what you truly want to bring in. Mm. So Being that specific. is my intent. Yeah. Being specific. Being specific. Uh, so manifestation. Manifestation. The, the verb is causing things to become obvious or to be seen or to bring, you know, to bring into existence, to manifest that. You know, and we do that to work towards the noun, and the noun is the, the that that spiritual object or that desire um, coming into our real 
into the real world where we can see, not only we can see, other people can see it too. Uh, and we cause it to be manifest, to become manifest into our world. So part of manifesting though is asking, you know, asking for what you want. I think that's a great idea for the next topic. Ask for it. You shall receive. You know, people say you asked for it. <laughs> so that's what we'll talk about next. Asking for what it is that you want. Cool. All right. So we'll see you guys on the next podcast. And the next topic is going to be asking for what you want. The uh, being specific about it uh, and uh, being bold enough to do so. The feelings that come along with that. Uh, we'll just dive deep into that. Right. Into asking for it. Look forward to seeing you guys on the next podcast. We're back. <laughs>